Hey babes, it's Lala Kent with Ran. I'm excited for today. I'm I, always excited for this day. <laughs> I literally start every podcast by saying I'm excited. If we went back on the last 65 to 70 podcasts, you say you're excited, but that's it good. It would be like Groundhog's Day if you listen to just the beginning of the podcast. But if you weren't excited, then we shouldn't be doing the podcast. So I'm glad you're excited. I am because I discovered a new show. It's new for me, at least. It is called The Big Shot with Bethany, Bethany Frankel. This is on a network that I assume is the home base for your show? Um, no, it's actually on HBO Max. Oh, so you I found ventured, it. So I ventured outside of my comfort zone. So you left Bravo and E! and found another channel that has more reality-themed projects. I never watch E! I'm, I, that's I, not true. That's 100% true. That's not true. What show do I watch that's on E! You used to watch Kardashians. I've never finished an episode of Kardashians. Oh, my God. I actually pride myself on that. I'm going to let this go. You should, because you're going to lose. Okay. Let's get I, back to HBO Max. HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I discovered this show. It's based, It's a reality show, but it's competition-based, okay. which I like reality shows that have a the com- the uh, competition factor because it just adds something like the stakes are really high like ooh oh my gosh who's gonna win so today we have Nicole Rose who was competing to be Bethany Frankel's vice president okay don't tell me if she won or not because I want to ask her but but I assume she did really well because she wouldn't be on our show she did do well and I was actually shocked by that what you're shocked she did well. Yeah, because when you watch the show, Bethany Bethany has a strong reaction to Nicole. And I'm telling you, Nicole, like, she kept her shit together the entire time. And she was very, uh, like, her bounce back was great. You know, like, she'd get in trouble and then she'd bounce back real quick. Oh, really? Really? She also made for great television. Oh, she did? She did. So, for those of you who don't know what the show is, The Big Shot with Bethany... And those of you who aren't familiar with Nicole Rose, she started off as a DJ. She's going to go when we have her on, go into like her background and how she came to be, you know, Nicole Rose. But the show is basically Bethany Frankel bringing in a bunch of people to figure out who is the best fit to basically be her right hand man or woman. Oh, I like that. That's a really cool idea. It is. It's a yeah, great idea. Re- so a great idea. So that's our guest for today. Okay. Um, Do you know her at all before this? No. I just watched the show and was like, oh my God, we have to get her on the podcast because I have to pick her brain. Oh, I love that. All of it. And she's like an entrepreneur, it seems, which is like kind of the theme right now we're on, you know, badass entrepreneurs. Well, I think a lot of people in this day and age are like, fuck this. I'm going to go do something I love. And why the hell not and also i think you know the pandemic has kind of probably reignited a lot of people's flames to say hey you know what if i was doing something i was really miserable doing maybe time is so short and limited and they've seen this by the world that we're in right now probably a lot of people are pivoting to to find their passion again so i'm not saying she but i'm saying i bet a lot of people have have, you mean uh, like there was a lot of downtime for people to reflect (laughs) Correct. And I oh, think yeah. and I think in reflection, you know, really reflect even myself, I was reflecting, but because uh, we're in such a dark time. But in but I think that, you know, I think a lot of people are probably refining their passion. I think that's exciting. You know, if anything comes from this tragedy that we've been in it was hopefully, you know, kindness and and passion. Did you kind of um, refine yourself? 
during the pandemic? No. No? I just know where I am. All, all the time? time? All the time. No. Um, no. I, <laughs> you know that I had already started on the journey of directing before the pandemic, mm-hmm. but I would say that what the pandemic allowed me to have time, quiet time, to really kind of be like, I really don't want to do anything I don't want to do and because time is so limited and life is so delicate. And I think that I'm really owning that now. Like if I want to take a half day off, you know, because I've been working for 25 years, hardcore seven days a week, it's okay to come home a little early and hang out and you know what I mean? And take some time and not feel all the angst and anxiety. Like I'm doing something wrong by not being in the office for 12 hours a day, right? So I think that's kind of where I'm trying to get time back, you know what I'm saying? And and it's okay to like take the foot off the throttle sometimes. So I think that's what the pandemic allowed me to do. I, yeah, I think for, I do agree because that's one of our biggest things is that Randall, for those of you who don't know him personally, the foot never comes off the gas. It is... We're moving, we're going, we're doing 24-7, which is great because I'm the opposite. I'm My foot is on the brake or would like to be on the brake. You know, Sometimes the key isn't even the ignition. Well, that's how I prefer it. Yeah, I know. I well, as to, long, as, long keep, as the cable bill's paid, then you're happy. As long as I have my Hulu subscription, <laughs> I'm completely okay. You're good. And for me, for the, you know, the pandemic and just the quiet, I have a tendency to let the outside noise get to me. So when I knew that the world was shutting down and it's like there, this was before zoom or anything like that. I, I kind of, it allowed me to really have the quiet. Yeah. You know, you were also, I I think lucky because you were pregnant in the pandemic, which, you know, is even like, in my opinion, just oh, yeah. allowed you to first of all there was nothing we could do no we were but, four uh, months into the pandemic and i was then we got that, pregnant right so what i'm saying is like that was great because the world was quiet and you were quiet and you feel like kind of really comfortable you were nesting to bring ocean into the world so i think it was like perfect timing you know for you for me i just started directing a movie and changing careers and, I was and then like, you took on pickleball you found a new passion and then i became world champion of, of the 50 year old division <laughs> yes and during during this pandemic we were planning on going on tour correct it didn't happen nope but now we are excited to say we are back give them lala with randall is going on tour yes and i'm i'm super excited about the tour so am i so everybody go to what lala Go to GiveThemLive.com. We are kicking the tour off on November 30th in Dallas, Texas. December 1st, Austin. December 2nd, Houston. December 3rd, New Orleans. December 5th, Fort Lauderdale. December 6th, Clearwater. December 8th, Orlando. And we are closing it out on December 9th in Hotlanta. And by the way, if she said Clearwater, like all of you are supposed to know, that is in Florida, just in case. But I do want to say, some of these cities, it's filling up pretty quick and we're getting close to capacity. I didn't realize how many people were going to be into the VIP. We sold out on two of those, three of those cities, I think, already. And we opened up a few more seats. So I'm just saying, everybody, buy your tickets. If you really want to come, we want to see you. It's going to be the most fun ever. We're just going to go off. I'm going to make Lala sit in the audience the whole time. Fuck with you all. You know, she's not even allowed on the stage. That's the <laughs> show. Guys, people have been asking what the show is. I'm going to tell you right now. It's a secret. 
Lala will be sitting in the audience watching Rand talk over her the whole time. That is the show. Thank you. And by the way, as Lala says, you're welcome. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. <laughs> that's not that's not really the show. Lala's going to be running the show. But anyway, my point is Lala wants to make it super interactive and she's going to be really fucking with you guys the whole time and it's going to be a lot of audience participation. We are going to have a lot of special guests um, and we're just excited. We have Jax, we have Brittany, we have James Kennedy. Uh, we have Raquel. We have Hannah from yep. The Bachelor. Hannah Godwin. I mean, this is just going to be a vibe. Fucking filled with action. We're going to give them Lala with Randall. Yeah, and we're going to give them Lala more than Randall, so you guys get what you want and what you paid for. Aw, I have a feeling that people are very excited to see you. So okay, that's what's up. Again, go to givethemlive.com for your tickets. Um, so before we take a quick break, I have a couple voicemails. All if right. you guys do not know, yes, we answer your voicemails. So you can call us and ask us whatever you want at one eight six six Lala Pod. Okay, so here's our first question. Our first question is Hey Lala and Randall, it's Meredith from Orange County. Why do we not have any Lala and Randall tour ticket dates for Los Angeles or Orange County or San Diego? Anything. You're missing out on the great West Coast. Please, please, please add an extra stop. I would absolutely love to go. All my friends would go. Please add an L.A. stop on your tour. You guys are amazing. Keep up the great work. Love your podcast and hope you all are doing well. Have a blessed day. I mean, I feel like we, this is just like a tour to see if it's popping. Yeah, like this is our first coming out. It's like the first leg of the tour, right? Is that what they call it? Yeah, I think this is our our like 2021 tour. And then the idea, obviously, is if Lala wants to continue, which I know you will, they're already talking about a 2022 tour. So, Meredith, just so you know, they're talking about a 2022 tour, which, of course, will start in California. We're talking about Vegas. We're talking about L.A., Orange County, San Diego, San Francisco, Utah. Salt Lake City. People are asking about there are so many places we would love to go and hang out and have some fun. So plan on 2022. You seeing us in California, our home state. Yeah. I mean, we're lucky that we're even getting to do the cities that we're doing because this was not happening. (laughs) Correct. So the truth is, is that because of the world that we're living in, uh, we're doing a a shorter kind of kickoff 2021 tour. And then 2022 would be the bigger, longer stretch. Right. I mean, if you look, we stay in Texas, then we venture out to New Orleans and and Florida, Florida, and then we hit Georgia. Yeah, it's, it's quick. It's literally four states. Yeah. We 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 in it and then we out of it. And by the way, Meredith, we would love to get in our car and drive down to San Diego in Orange County and do that in three days uh, and see everybody from kind of the place that we live. So, yeah, but that's the hope. We will be in all your cities soon. All right. Let's listen to the next voicemail. Hey, love and ran. Love, love, love the new podcast. I have a question. What is going on with the wedding planning? I know since the pandemic, things got put on hold. Then you welcomed your beautiful little bundle of joy, Ocean, who is absolutely gorgeous. And I was just wondering where you guys stood with the wedding planning. If you have any date set, bridesmaids, if you changed that up at all since being on the show and some of other previous cast members aren't on the show. Just curious as to how that's going. Love you guys. Have a great one. 
I love someone who takes advantage of the voicemail. Who really goes first, into like the like yeah. like like mean breaks it down. Yeah, like there's no limit on how many questions. <laughs> Fucking ask us twenty in one voicemail. That I don't was, give a that, damn. That was a solid ten. <laughs> um, I I can say that um, we are still planning our wedding. We don't have a date because we're in a pandemic, and the pandemic is uh, unfortunately thriving again. So we have to wait till all that settles down and the world is a safe place, and then we'll then we'll re begin. Uh, that journey but for now we are just loving ocean and being parents i think we're, we're focused on being badass parents that's what i'm focused on yeah you know i mean nothing locks you down quicker than a kid you know um <laughs> <laughs> uh, i mean this morning this morning's activity was seeing if ocean can reach the zebra we put the zebra about three inches in front of her, and, and we're trying to get her to crawl to it. So that's the focus right now. Well, and she she turned five months this week, so I think she's like really killing it. I think she's crushing it, considering she's super small, you know, because she came out early. Oh, she's tiny. But um, but she's but she's ready. She's getting at it. I think she's in the tenth percentile. <laughs> she's a little peanut. She is a peanut. She's a baby peanut. Yeah, but you know what? I she's not even like, a real peanut. She's like half a peanut. She's so cute. <laughs> but I heard that they don't start crawling until like seven months. Yeah, we're only at five. We're only at five. But I she's think. trying. She's trying. She, she wants to. Yes. And I like to think when we decide to get married because it is, you know, a healthy environment. We don't have to plan around a pandemic and all, all of our guests feel safe. That she's going to be walking. Ocean's going to be breakdancing. I know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine her doing the worm down the aisle? There was this woman, Rand. I posted a video Did you of just go Ocean. right over the worm? You just went right over it. No, but I can picture her doing okay. the worm. It's her, little, her little bald head worming down the okay, aisle. Okay, go ahead. Tell me. There was this woman, and she said in the comment section, under my baby, that you and I will never experience blessings she Until we that? stop living in sin and get married. She said that? Yeah. You want to know what I told oh, her? I don't want to know. I, I'm scared. No, I was very, very what? nice. Oh, you, you were nice? Yes. To her? I said to her, I said, Alice, I want you to look at that her face. Her name's Alice? Yes. Oh, boy. I said, Alice, I want you to look at that face. That is nothing short of a blessing straight from my God. Your God seems judgmental and his love seems conditional. So therefore you can keep him. And what I have to say to your comment is, fuck that, buy Lala skin. <laughs> That's what you said. Yeah, I told her, go buy, give them Lala skin. Do you That's think, what you need to do. do you think she don't worry about my blessings. <laughs> I, I'm looking at them right in front of me. You don't need to worry about did them. You, did you block her after you said that or you let her let, because she won't see the comment if you blocked her. I didn't feel honestly like it wasn't like mean enough for for me to block her. Okay. You also told me back in the day that you don't block anybody because thank you for following me. Well, if they comment mean stuff and they're not following me, then they're a troll and I block them. But if they're mean to me and they follow me, I'm not trying to lose a follower over a block. (laughs) Like if your day is so boring that you have to come to my page to tell me that I don't have any blessings when look at my life. But Lala, these are miserable people. 
You know what's sad? I mean, why? Is they don't even realize that they're miserable. I know, but why would you wake up, go out of your way to just write something so vicious? Like, do you know how angry that person has to be at their life? So I say, I, I used to get offended too, but now I'm like. Well, it's like, okay, so let me get this straight, Alice. Oh my God, here we go. So Alice has become. Let me get this straight. God is upset at me for creating a beautiful daughter with my fiance who we weren't able to get married because of a pandemic, but he's looking down on you thinking, yes, write that. I condone it. What the fuck are you smoking, Alice? Put down the crack pipe, all right? I think this episode's going to be called Alice. (laughs) Very good. How, How these people make sense out of their own fucking fiction is crazy. Oh my God, you're on one, boy. You are really in it. You want to keep going? I just think it's like how you could be like, you know what? God doesn't condone this beautiful baby because it was made out of sin. But he condones me trolling her. I think Alice. I think Alice is. Are you high? I think Alice probably isn't happy, hon. And that's the reality. Alice needs to get laid. Okay. She needs to have a one night stand and just like come off it already. Okay, Alice. Alice Lala has spoken. We're going to leave it on that. And, and with that, Alice, I hope you have a beautiful, blessed day. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, let's take a quick break, and we will be back with Nicole Rose. I have been very transparent with you guys about my hair struggles between the pregnancy hormones and bleaching it all the time. I have been having some serious hair issues. And now, with baby number two on the way, I'm already being proactive about my hair thanks to Nutrafol. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. And I am definitely one of those people. Nutrafol supports healthy hair growth from within by targeting the root causes of thinning, which are stress, hormones, environment, nutrition, lifestyle, and metabolism. You can take the Nutrafol hair wellness quiz on Nutrafol.com for a personalized hair health plan based on your specific root causes. Because I know we are all different and we're on different hair journeys. Nutrafol makes building a hair growth routine super easy. Purchase online, no prescription required. You get free shipping and automatic deliveries so that you never miss a day. And you'll see results in three to six months. So take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. For a limited time, Nutrafol is offering Give Them Lala listeners $10 off your first month's subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code LALA. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hairstylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code LALA. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code LALA. Have you done your Mother's Day shopping yet? Friendly reminder, use Rakuten. Rakuten is the shopping platform to save while you shop. And this week, May 6th through May 13th, Rakuten is having their biggest cashback event of the entire year. You get 15% cash back at hundreds of stores. I'm talking Adidas, Splendid, Ray-Ban, Elf Cosmetics, Dermastore, Lego, Stanley, and even Dyson. New Dyson vacuum for me and the new house. Yes, I am treating myself and enjoying some serious cash back. I love seeing those Rakuten cash back deposits in my PayPal account. Rakuten will also send you a check if you don't have PayPal. 
So join the 15 million members, including me, who are already saving with Rakuten. Membership is free, and when you sign up and shop today, you get an extra 10% cashback boost. That's an extra 10% cashback on top of the 15% cashback. You will not see higher cashback rates than these. So go to Rakuten.com or download the Rakuten app. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. Shoppers get it. Hello, my loves. It is Lala Kent. With Ran. And we are back. I'm so excited. We have Nicole Rosé on the podcast today. Give her a good clap, Ran. Nicole, what's up, girl? Hey, girl. How are you? I'm so good. I have to tell you, I, I binged Bethany Frankel's show, The Big Shot with Bethany. You give me all the vibes. <laughs> I'm telling I'm you. I'm so honored. I was like pretty addicted to the show. I think it was good. I mean, once again, obviously, I am not impartial here, but I think it made like Bethany and I kind of make some riveting TV together. You made great TV together. And you know, that's, that's what it is all about. So I know you have a lot going on besides, you know, just that show. You have a mentorship program. Was that something that you had before you did Bethany's show? So, you know, it's funny. It's, I think you obviously know this because you're like a quintessential entrepreneur, right? And so I think when you, when you start building your own businesses and you leave corporate or whatever kind of cushier situation that you're living in, you realize that you need tools, right? right. That like shit gets real sometimes, right? <laughs> yeah. There are like bad days in entrepreneurship for television or entertainment, right? Of course. Um, and then there's great days, yeah. but you need to be able to level yourself out because that coworker that likes all the same clothes as you is just not there because you're at your house grinding by yourself, right? right? So I started building this stuff like about seven years ago now. And then, and also around the time when I lost my father, I was like, I need to be regimented about my mindset and morning routines. How long ago did you lose your dad? So that was about six years ago. Okay. Wow. Okay. And it, I, does it still feel like it was yesterday? I think that it always does, right? <laughs> I think you you went through the loss of your father too, right? Yeah. What is it? Like three and a half years? Three. I think you just didn't. We just celebrate three years. I mean, I don't celebrate. Yeah, October work, it'll be three and a did, half. Yeah, it feels yeah, like yesterday. Yeah, you still yeah. remember their their faces, what they smelled like, their hugs, all was, of the. Was above. your was your because I was there obviously through her yeah. loss. Was, was your sudden or was it expected like sickness? Like hers was obviously so out of the it, blue. So, yes. So it's that, that, that's a different situation. Right. And I, yeah. my heart goes out to you for that. Cause I think that may be a little bit more challenging for me. I'm not going to be like, it was easy, but yeah. I knew from the time that I was 11, that he was battling cancer, oh. it was thyroid cancer. And so, but you know, like, you really appreciate, like, I really appreciated the time that I had with him because ever since I was a little kid, you know, I didn't know how much longer we would have. Right. So, you know, it made me super invested in, in wanting to go on trips with him. And, you know, most kids were like hanging out with their friends. And I was like, my dad wants to hang out with me. I was like, you guys can come. But like, my dad's cool as shit. So I'm doing that tonight. Dude, I love that. You know, it's, 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 you, you are right. I'm somebody who has, who's both my parents still they're in their seventies and I'm very blessed because I'm 50. But you know, with, with her, I seeing friends of mine, a lot of my friends have lost their parents in my age group now back in the day. And 
I feel that I agree with you. I, it's never easy watching anybody I know lose a parent, and I know I'm going to lose my parents and et cetera. But watching her lose a parent suddenly, yeah, I think is catastrophic, and and it's catastrophic losing any parent. But like you said, you knew subconsciously. Maybe your maybe our brain, maybe our body prepares us. Like I think I'm. I don't want to say I'm prepared because that's a horrible thing to say. But I know my yeah. parents are in their 70s. Their health isn't great. I know I'm going to have to face that. So it's like one of these moments where I go, I've had a great life with them. I know that moment's coming, like, in my head. It's going to be hard. Right. She was 27. Seven. And it was a phone call, you know. And so I agree with you that it was like, <sighs> yeah, I never want to I, I I can't even tell you. And I, I felt like I lost a parent because it's, it's the closest thing. But, you know, peeling her off the floor for four months was, you know, so I, I appreciate what you say because you've lost a parent. So you know how hard that is. But, yeah, watching the sudden loss was was something I never wish on anybody because. So, brutal. you know, what's weird. I actually like and there's no beauty in any of this, but I love that you said celebrate it. Right? right. Because it is like a celebration of their lives. Like I try to like drink a bottle of Dom for it. Right. You know, going out for the homies on, <laughs> on the day of his passing, right. Celebrating yeah. him going into heaven. Like he kept it classy. So yeah. I try, yeah. try to do the same, but, um, yeah. but, but like, I think in the, the suddenness, the, the value in that is that you were kind of living every day with them, hopefully getting to see them and just enjoying that time. Whereas like, I think I did like care, carry around a lot of like anxiety about his health ever since mm. I was a young kid. Oh. And like, that made me a total hypochondriac. <laughs> My friends will tell you they're like a new kit to test some random thing about your health shows up every week. Like, wow. What is this costing me? Wow. <laughs> Can't be normal. It's funny. I'm, so a, funny. I'm a hypochondriac, period. I think, I'm, <laughs> I think I'm dying of everything, and I didn't even have to face the challenges you did. So I feel you. And, but I, but I think with the passing of a parent it, or anybody who, who you just love unconditionally like you would a parent, it makes you very sensitive to time. So no matter what that means, you know, it's like this life isn't waiting for anybody. So you have to take every opportunity, whether it's spending time with your loved ones, whether it's, you know, creating a business. It's like this life is moving. It doesn't care if you've lost someone, if you love someone, if you hate someone, you yeah. got to keep it moving. Yes, I agree. You know? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And I, I think part of it's funny that you say that because I'm having this like download right now to myself that like maybe that's part of where that kind of hustle mindset. I hate using that word. I think. Obviously, it's a little frowned upon now, and we shouldn't be driving ourselves to burnout, right? But right. I think that's where some of the fire under my ass came from. You know, it's just one hundred percent. I I think. Well, you explaining how you were like, I'm gonna spend this time with my dad because there's no guarantee that he's gonna be here tomorrow. You learn that there are no guarantees in this life, yeah, and and no one's gonna make things happen for you. So, I I'm wondering to shift gears into a, a happier, <laughs> to a, happier <laughs> a little lighter Monday. <laughs> yes. Well, Wednesday, a little lighter Wednesday. A little lighter Wednesday. Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. People are like clicking this. Episode yeah. <laughs> so how, how did you land a spot on Bethany's show? So that's actually a funny story. And I barely had the chance to kind of like 
tell um, kind of how this all got set into motion. But I I saw her in my, I'm a little bit older than you. I got a couple years on you, not too much, but <laughs> not, on you, me, um, not on me, not on me. Not on you. He wins the game. <laughs> I'm everybody's um, dad on this podcast. <laughs> and so I, I kind of, I started watching her when she was really con- a couple years into the Real Housewives. She got like Bethany Ever After, right? Her own show. And she was building things. She started building Skinny Girl Margarita. And I come from a very traditional household. My mom's family was are Italian immigrants. Both my parents are doctors. My sister is a doc is a surgeon, right? Wow. So it's like very traditional, like this is the way life is, and that's what we do kind of mindset in our household. And um, when I saw Bethany just taking off, building her own thing, it was really like pre-Instagram era too, right? right? So there weren't really, there were bloggers, but there weren't so much quote unquote influencers, although I don't really use that term right. either, but um, but she was one of a kind and yeah. I was so impressed. And I, I thought maybe I could take what I was doing with DJing and model it you know, model parts of my career after kind of what she did at TV wasn't like my number one priority, but I was like, if opportunities come, I should at least suss them out, right? And see what might be the right fit. I, I was very specific about being on brand right. for that, as I'm sure, I'm sure you've had that exchange with yourself too. And I'm sure lots of people have contacted you about tons of things that are right or not right, right? Right, but, totally. Um, let me, let me, yeah, let me, with, let me, let me ask a question. Shot. Wait, Hold let on. me ask a question. Wait, 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 I just want to jump in because I, I want to go backwards before we get all. Okay. So, so just so somebody like me who doesn't like the audience of people who are not as hip as you two, let's go back a <laughs> second. So you're from the Midwest, born and raised, and you started DJing out in the Midwest, and 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 then you got onto the show. Just give me like the Cliff Note version yeah. of how. So Cliff. Yeah. Of, cliff of that notes. Part. Cl- Clip notes of how DJ Rose was born, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yes. So she's like a whole different beast, right? This is this is very casual, Nicole. She's oh. very chill. Oh, shit. Uh, but DJ Rose is like me on Adderall, right? So, wow. Um, but I, I mean, I don't obviously take that while I'm DJing. I know what you mean, babe. Um, <laughs> no shade for anybody that does. Um, but yeah, so so I was I went to I grew up in St. Louis. I knew that I was just not like a small town person because I just I you can tell when you like fit in and don't. And I had my own crew and whatever. But I was like, I'm a little weird for like this conservative small town vibe. So I'm probably going to need to spread my wings at some point. Went to Emory University oh, in wow. Atlanta. It was very New York-y. My goal, I knew as a 12-year-old that I wanted to be in New York. I didn't really know why. I just had this vision ever since my mom took me for my 12th birthday. We did, like, the Eloise thing and stayed at the Waldorf and, like, did tea at the plaza. Like, we did all of, like, the New York things. Yeah, yeah. And... And like, I knew that I wanted to be there. I, I first worked in social media and digital marketing for agencies for like four and a half years. I'm like publishing a couple marketing books. Like that was the, the beginning of my career. Okay. And then I was like, you know what? I have this skill. I can sell it. I'm making decent money selling this. It's going to take me a year or two to build back up to my salary, but yeah. fuck it. Why don't I do it now? Right. You know, I'm not going to do this when I'm 30 and trying right. to have a baby. Right. right. <laughs> totally. I get it. I do get it. Yeah. <laughs> Why? I mean, yeah. seriously, hats yes. off to you. I don't know how you do all the millions of things that you do. It's incredibly. Yeah. No, no, it's crazy. It's crazy. I think you just look at life like it's a hurdle race. And if you look up, you're going to fall on one of the hurdles. So you just keep your head down. My mom always told me that. And I can't look at what other people are doing because then 
it takes me out of what I need to get done and makes me just beat myself up for not doing enough. And yep. who knows? I could be doing plenty, but social media makes me think that everyone else is doing a hundred times better than <laughs> I am. You know, Which it's is a real mind. Right. Okay. So now, so now you go from the social media thing working in four years to how do we get to? Yeah. So I'm, I'm DJing. And like I said, I kind of, I had this vision of Bethany. I was like, Oh, I'm just going to, she's like my role model. Right. I didn't know her at the time, but I was like, if like, if I could be anybody when I grow up, I'd be her, maybe like certain parts of her, I'd manufacture my, my best version. Um, no, but she's great. But so I was like, I would, this is what I would model my career. Like, and you know, I started DJing and growing that business and you know, over time started building just kind of a, an organic following over email and Instagram. Right. Um, and we, you know, we still use both obviously very much. And so that, you know, they eventually found me on Instagram randomly reached out to me and I was like, this is crazy. Like if that's not manifestation, I don't know wow. what is. Oh, I still believe in wow. manifesting. Yeah. You have right? no yeah. idea. I mean, eight years late. I mean, it was like, it was a while later, but I mean, if she would have found me when I was first building, I don't, I don't think I would have been qualified to go. No, timing is a real bitch, you know, because it's everything. So even though it was eight and you know, there's no like manifestation doesn't say if you manifest for two and a half years on the dot, that's when it comes true. You know, it's like, who knows how long you have to do it for. Okay, so they, they approach you, you feel like it's the... And by the way, the second they that you step on... I mean, making the shots, I was like, you and I would have had a real fucking heyday back in the day, I'll tell you what. She steps on <laughs> she steps onto the scene of the big shot with Bethany, right? Yeah. And she's just making shots at the bar that they have set up. Oh, yeah, that's my specialty shots. You were killing it. I'm a shot specialist. <laughs> my, my partner doesn't drink anymore, but she drank enough for all of us for decades and decades and decades. I did. So she, so she and by the way, when I met her, the, the, we laugh about it today. It wasn't funny then, but we laugh about it today. I used to be like, <clears throat> she'd be like, oh yeah, I can drink. And I was like, okay, lightweight, like, sure. And then at two in the morning, I'd be like, we're going home. It's like, no, we're fucking not. Look at the fucking drink. It's not empty. And why would you waste a perfectly good fucking drink? I was like, okay, I surrender. I surrender. Can we go home now? Yeah. And she'd be like, no, no, the bar's still open. We're going to stay till three. No, she's, she was professional. Professional. So what was, what was that moment like when the, you had no idea what was going on, right? You like showed yeah. up, thought you were going to have cocktail hour and like work starts tomorrow. I thought I was at a party for sure. Like that's not a joke. Like I, they were really like jokes on you, bitch. Cause this shit's about to get real, but I was, you know, I don't regret any mo. And wait, wait, of just like, were you doing shots? My best life for a few minutes. Were they doing shots and they had to start working that night or something? So I'm basically let me set it up. Nicole for Rand basically <laughs> for the rest of us. You, seen the show. Okay. If you haven't seen the big shot with Bethany, you're missing out on, on everything. And some, of great in life. some of us are old. Some of you are old. Up. It's on HBO max. <laughs> Okay. So the setup is they have like a cocktail party, right? Okay. First day, the first day, the first okay. night. Perfect. They, they, they all I roll love up. This. Nicole rolls up. Yeah. Meloxi, like all the people that are being put out, like this this Got position it. could be yours. And, and, oh, so they're competing for the spot to work for Bethany, vice president. Correct. Oh, vice president. Yeah. Okay. 
But what they don't know is that Bethany is watching them out the window and she's like what each person is doing and they have no idea that what? she's going to come out at some point. What? She also has her yeah. team out there pretending like they're up for the position as what? well. What? Yeah, so it's Oh, like her employees are in the house partying yes. too? Yes. Yes. So they're every like punking house. Come on. I am I'm just I'm making fun of one of the dudes. No. No, but I meant it in a loving way. But hold on, never, like, and you're doing how many like, shots in? It. But you can tell that you're not mean. You can tell Thank like you. you kind of poke fun. Okay, but hold on. Yeah. How many shots in are you before you realize that Bethany is that we're that this is happening? How many shots? So in? I only took like one or two, and oh. I was giving them out. But I was making them for. But my point was to let's like get everybody a little sauce. I can learn stuff about. <laughs> Like I had a file <laughs> where I would write things down that I needed to know about people in yeah. case yeah. for a rainy day. I mean, I don't know. I've never done this shit before. I don't know all these people. Some of them didn't necessarily have the best intentions. Wait, right? wait so, you mean you mean every day you're not going up against other people put on camera <laughs> for a position? That's not your everyday life? I have a question. <laughs> Who won? Who won? This woman so named Maloxi won. <laughs> Is she nice? Do you like Maloxie? Oh, Maloxie's an incredible human being. Okay. We're, we're still best friends. We oh, talk every day. Oh, that's cool. Does she She's still amazing. Does she still work with Bethany in that position? I tried I to think Instagram so. stalk yeah, her. Yeah, I, I mean, to my to my knowledge, yes, but um, I'm not like super on briefed on what's going on in Bethany lands. <laughs> okay. Of, <laughs> I don't know. Right I just but I, we do occasionally DM sometimes. How long was How long was the whole show filming? How many weeks were you? Did you do this? The, the whole so yeah show. i think it ended up being about like eight but it's a little hazy like <laughs> what parts were just quarantining right, right. and right and which I mean, parts were filming the pandemic makes things tough i'm sure you know oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> oh yeah no it's can it's like the, the sad thing is is you become used to it you're like i don't even yeah. remember a life that we didn't have to get tested and quarantine and not see anybody i yeah. really don't remember uh, totally. a life without that Okay, so you see Bethany, she comes down and she tells you elimination round is happening oh, tonight. Day, one? day fucking one. This they sent somebody yeah. home the first somebody, night? I think they sent like four people home. Yeah, it was like four or five. It was like half of the crew just wow. immediately got the axe. And wow. I was certain that her team was going to tell her I was a total jerk off. And they, should, I mean, and wow. one of the guys did, right? Wow. She was like, Get rid of Nicole because I called him little Corey. It was, there was a tall Corey and a short Corey. Oh. I was just trying to like remember everybody. I Genuinely, wish people I would call me Lil Lala. Like little Lala and big Lala. I, I like yeah. that. I thought it was cute. I didn't think you were poking fun at all. There were two Corys, whatever. Okay. This is how we're going to like, figure that's them out. I don't think that warrants elimination. That's a little extreme. She didn't get eliminated. No, I know, no, but I'm Nicole, saying. Nicole, you, you fucking rocked it until the wills fell off. Wait, wait you stayed till, till when? The last two? She was the last, last two? I was top four. That's top big. Four. There was only one episode that I wasn't in. It was. It's like there's not really a structure to how they she eliminated them. people, but I was in the first, I guess, like six or seven. I forget how many. That's great, though. That's great. It is. Okay. So, yeah. So you, yeah, it was definitely fun. So, and I got to know her more, right? Like, at first, I think Bethany thought I was just like, totally crazy like, <laughs> right I mean, she knew it was a work event but i thought i was at a getting to know you party event. right, right. <laughs> i think that's hour. great i think it's great what a great idea by the so way so when you when you watch the show back what are you most mortified of <laughs> what, what I mean, are you like, most definitely, mortified of? and when you're saying it back to me i'm like you're right this isn't a big deal but when I watched like episodes one and, and some of two at first i was just like oh my god like that, like, just, I mean, I literally think they sped my voice up. 
like really? you are talking to me now, right? But it was like I was like like the Energizer Bunny. You're very different. And- You're very different now than what I see on the show. Really. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I think some of it's the edit, right? And it's like also I was like definitely a little bit nervous at first, too. Like, I'm sure you remember like your first day ever on set at Vanderpump Rules, right? And I wish just, like, I wish I was as cool back then. Like, I wish I was as cool now as I was back then, actually. But I said very you were probably a little nervous, too, right? Nervous. nervous. I was nervous, but I was also so chill. You it was drinking. like I was drinking and smoking a lot of weed. So I was like. <laughs> <laughs> she was you know? she was high most of the time. Wait, but, but I will. But, I, but a funny story, Nicole. I will tell you when she got sober and she came back for her first season of Vanderpump. She was petrified because you didn't know if you would be yourself. You kept asking, "Are they? Am I going to still be the Lala?" And I said, "You're better than the old Lala because you're ten times quicker. You're ten times more vicious when people are mean to you now because you're aware. But you're yeah. you're sweeter than you ever were and more vulnerable." So I said, this is like the well-rounded Lala. Like, so she was nervous when she got sober, but you weren't nervous in the beginning, the first season? No, I was 23. I was like, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to be drunk all day, you know? (laughs) What is anybody else? Like, in my mind, I was like, I'm 23. I'm drunk every day and high, and I'm on a fucking television show. If I'm not winning the game, then I don't know what winning the game is, you know? Okay. I mean, very fair equation. Very yes. fair. Very I felt fair. that way DJing. I was like, I was like, whatever. When I really left and DJed full time, like 26, I had the greatest crew of like wow. down ass chicks in New York City. There was always like dressed to the nines, but like we're real friends, right? right? They weren't flaky pieces of shit. They showed up. They came through every event. They brought the fun vibes, you know, and. And I was just, I didn't have to do anything. People just called me and were like, we want you to DJ. I was and like, it, you're you getting, there. you're getting Pretty paid wine. to party. So it's like the best <laughs> of both worlds. We the, got, we got to take a break. We got to oh, take a break. Because I, I want to, like, I want to keep talking about the DJ, but we'll, we'll take a quick break. I'm like, I love having you as a guest. I just want to pick your brain for five hours. Yes. You can take a break. <laughs> All right, <thank> you. <laughs> we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. And we're back. So I want to say this. Being a part, you being on that show is much more difficult than what I have to do every day. Because number one, you're being filmed, so you want it to be entertaining. But you're also up for a real life job. So you can't act a damn fool because you could go home. But if you act a damn fool, people are going to keep watching the show. It's like such a mind fuck, you know? Thank you. Yes, I hope everybody is hearing that right now because <laughs> there were points where I was on that show and I was like, okay, sorry, wait, um, what show are we on? Uh, can I have some show notes? Like, is there anything, like, are we on The Apprentice or are we on The Real Housewives or like right. what percentage of both am I supposed to be giving here? Like, it's very unclear what is going on. Yeah, no, I, I would feel the same way. Like competition reality shows, especially one where it's your job is, yeah. a job is at stake. You know, the, it's, it's very confusing, but the, the time that you were on the photo shoot, do you remember you were doing the shape where, 
and you put her on the back burner, which I was like, holy shit, this bitch is badass. Like, I probably wouldn't have done that, but like props to her for being like, Bethany, we're going to do you last. We're going to shoot you last. I'm going to model first. I'm just kidding. But like, what was going through your head? Because your bounce back in Bethany's eyes was legit. Like you went out unfazed, but then you kind of lost it a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Going through all the things like that was a, a day to remember. I mean, I'll like never forget that day for the rest of my life, but like, I'm proud of myself for like, just keeping it together. Obviously there were many moments where I was like, I might have a nervous breakdown. Nope. Okay. I got this. Um, Right. But yeah, I, I, I had planned to really, and I, I learned this about myself through filming the show. And I'm sure you feel the same way that like doing reality TV is like some of the most growth that you've probably ever like experienced as a human. Right. Because like you're the greatest thing about you and the worst things about you are reflected back to you hardcore oh yeah right? it's like a giant mirror yeah right <laughs> yeah so so in that moment i was like i had i i think that i learned that i had planned an overly ambitious photo shoot with three different looks in 30 minutes which i'm sure you know as a content creator and brand owner it's impossible to do that right um and get it all right but i was just i guess trying to show off because this was in my wheelhouse right of things that i do right for myself and for my brands and and you know in media and whatnot and um then her throwing a wrench in that plan just made it unmanageable so i didn't have clothing that could fit her she's a zero right or a double zero really if i had that and i picked plus size models right so i was like just screw right so i was like so we're gonna have to do like go take the models down from their clothes right so i could do them in the skinny girl clothing down to the shapewear and then put her in last and it wasn't because i wanted to put baby on the back burner, right? It was just that I like didn't know how else to do it because I could not bring clothes from the loft for her that would fit her. And, you know, most people didn't even have clothes that would fit her at the shoot or were busy using them in their own preparation. Right. So no, I, I it was kind of a mess. Every challenge that you guys were given, I was like, I don't know how the fuck I would do this. <laughs> And then the grammar, the grammar on the cards when she was like, we're doing the, the PSA for, um, yeah. oh my gosh, how, oh, I'm telling I can't you, relate. You can't relate. But I'm but, listening, but, I, but now I'm going to watch the show, so keep going. I told you it's so good. Yeah. It's so, I actually learned a lot from the show. Really? Oh, I really that. did. That's good. Yeah. Business wise. Business wise. And just to see someone and like how things don't stop moving and how things are going to be thrown at you and you may have a short period of time, but you better make it look like you had a really long fucking time to do this and get it done. So I have to ask you about the crop top. Bethany really had a problem with your crop top. Do you remember? Yeah, I mean, I'm five five, so I probably look taller on Instagram, but I'm not that tall. I'm very average. Um, And so like a crop top on me is really not like so sexual like it's not that awkward for me to wear a crop top i always wear high-waisted pants um i thought that we were doing a photo shoot so i thought okay like i'm photo directing a bunch of models this fits right i, don't, I thought you looked she cool. was just very offended yeah i, I have a very. on the dj front randall's so into you I being loved, a dj i love no because so many of my friends are djs which like i'm not even a big music guy but like I was just with Steve Aoki this weekend. We were developing a TV show with my friend Quavo. So like, I I love, I just love everything about music. I I have no music, musical ability. She'll tell you like literally none, but I'm kind of like enamored by like people that perform. I just think it's really unique and different 
the fact that you have to produce music, go on a stage, perform and get all these people to buy into your creative vision. I mean, I guess it's like movies, but I, it's what I know movies. So I like, this is yeah. a very foreign world for me. So right. I've always been intrigued by performers and, and singers and, and all that. So it says that you've performed with Nelly, Diana Ross, Cheryl Crow, people like that. Is that correct or incorrect? No, it's correct, but it's like I'm opening or closing for them, right? Like these okay. are the main, this talent's the main but act. And that's I'm just still, really that's still badass. Okay. All right, let's not play that down. Let's keep it going. Tomorrow. So, what, <laughs> so, so what was the biggest venue you've ever played that you, that you can recall? Like what was I the, mean, the biggest venue, I guess. I mean, the, so I did, so Super Bowl's party was the Maxim party. Yeah, that's a big one. And that was like before Cardi B went on. So that was very oh, large, shit. right? Like it's, we were the whole building. I forget how many people oh my God. were in that party. Um, or just like, I mean, even like a marquee, right? A marquee yeah. can hold 2,000 people. And like, Easy. I remember the first time, it wasn't even like a really important event, but the first time that those guys from Strategic were like, come up, dude, we're going to give you a shot. Like, don't fuck it up. And I was like, okay, like, wow. thank you so much. Like, I, you know, I knew them for a while, right? Because I've been out, I, I've been on the scene in New York and I was just so, so grateful to have the opportunity. I was like scared shitless when I saw that many people staring up at me looking for they're fun that night, right? That's what I, I mean. That's what I mean. That you made. It's fucking crazy. Yeah. And that's why I say like, like friends of mine who do that, like you do, I'm blown away. Like I was, I called Lala this weekend. I was sitting at my friend's club live in the DJ booth with, with yeah. Steve and these guys. And even at 50 years old, which I've been in clubs since I was 18 or, you know, whatever, looking out at 2000, 3000 people and watching them look up like, and just follow the music and dance. And they just want more. And I'm like, I would lose my shit. Like I would think that this is never going to work. This connection. So I am enamored by by people that do it. Well, you do. and the drinking can only do so much for you. Like the, <laughs> the the music. If I go into a club and I'm sober, and guess I like I can still hang with the best of them at oh, a nightclub. Yeah. And if the music is not popping and makes me want to like twerk my flatty, I don't want to be there. You're yeah. responsible for everyone's yeah. fun. That's intimidating. I agree. Yeah, I agree. It does feel like a big responsibility, but you know, what's funny, I think, and it was the same thing with TV and you probably, you both can relate to this. I'm sure it's the same thing with, you know, building movies that make people get really excited, but it's like, once you, you know, you're nervous about it and then you learn how to do it. Right. It's like riding yeah. a bike and yeah. you know, totally. okay, if I replicate the same formula, it seems to work. Now yeah. I've done this 10 times, a hundred times. And so you move past that fear. Right. So for me, it's like, it's funny, I can get in and maybe you guys will be able to relate to this. I can get in that creative flow state where it's like I'm truly channeling creative energy. Yeah. I heard um, I did an event for like, what was it? Some fashion week thing with um, Jeremy from Moschino and wow. like sure. Saks and Harper's Bazaar, like a bunch of magazines, a bunch of different people collaborating on this townhouse loft, ex very exclusive experience. Um, in New York during Fashion Week one year. And he said that when he gets in a space of make, you know, turning his art into fashion, that he's like channeling from, you know, a higher source or power. And when 100%. he said that, I was like, oh my God, yeah. this makes sense now. Like it's, it, I have to really, like, I can't drink too much. <laughs> I can't be too nervous. Like you have to relax into it. Right. Like it helps to have like a good environment with clients that I like or have had experience with before and yeah. friends that are supportive around. Cause it just like helps me ease into it. But you know, once you know what sets the conditions for that, you can recreate it. Well, you, you know? tap into Nicole Rose. <laughs> 
Exactly. I step <laughs> no, in and but, right. that bitch goes off. <laughs> exactly. I but, relate because on the day to day, I'm just Lauren from Utah. But like when we're, I don't know if you're ever just Lauren from Utah, but that I definitely am. When I'm with my daughter Ocean, I'm Lauren from Utah. Like it's very normal. We're chilling. It's a it's a whole vibe. But then when it's time to work and you you can't be affected by negative energy, you have to still keep that same hat on. You got to go into give them fucking Lala, you know. So I I also think that I also think people say like it takes ten thousand hours to be a professional at something, you know, literally. So maybe. Like for me, I've been making movies for my whole life and I maybe even in a passion of mine like poker, it took me 10 years to become good at it. Like when I first sat down, I was petrified. Mm -hmm. If I got to a final table, I was petrified. I think, you know, you're a professional DJ. You've been doing this for thousands and thousands of hours. So probably when you step up on that stage, the true artist kind of comes through and it's probably why you're so natural and good at it. And Nicole, it seems like you do well under pressure. (laughs) Me from the show. From the show. <laughs> Thank you. Well, she's saying that like the people from Marquee, they were like, "We're giving you a shot. Don't fuck this up." And she's like, "Okay, like let's do it. Thank you for the opportunity." Me, I'd be like, "I need a couple days to like prepare, maybe a week." Oh, you don't even do well if, if people ask you to come up on a tennis court and play for three seconds. She loses it. <laughs> I need preparation time. Yeah, mentally. A, yeah, yeah. So you you do well just fucking winging it. <laughs> So sort of, I like, I can wing it, but also like, don't, don't be fooled. Like the, even within five minutes, right. If I have to go live on something that I didn't know about, or even Bethany said this, that I, she noticed that my, that I could like keep it together or pull it back together. If I was like starting to, to lose it, um, under pressure. And I mean, part of that is like this mindset routine that I have that we teach in the mentorship too, that like just helps you ground yourself in what the truth of you is right like we can all go down this tangent and tell ourselves a bunch of lies and and let our negative nancy go off right but it's like having a process to talk myself off the ledge and and then also visualizing success right like i hadn't dj'd in a while because of the pandemic and i was like i remember there was this event we were doing with vuv and like i just you guys probably already have learned this about me. I fucking love champagne. <laughs> you and me both. For no reason. Um, and I was doing this event with them for the fourth, and I just hadn't done it in two years. I had been doing that same party in the Hamptons for like three years. But I just like, you know, I didn't know who was showing up. I hadn't seen the clients in a while. I like just love the brands that yeah. were involved and really wanted to be great. And, you know, with the pressures of the pandemic, just didn't know what to, to expect if yeah. people were going to show and, and whatnot. And I just visualized all the positive energy being in the room and before you knew it the party looked like what i saw in my head totally right and like that works so this mentorship program you have had it for how long and and what what does it kind of consist of like how do people come to you and say i need your help to get through this that and the other yes yeah, so it, it actually started i was already thinking about it when i was filming when especially when I had that meltdown in the photo shoot and I went to the bathroom and like reaffirmed myself in the mirror, did my mantras, did my affirmations. I was like, you're fucking queen. Get back out there, pull it together, bitch. Like I was like, you can do this. And like went back out there after that pep talk. And I was like, damn, this shit works. Like I knew this worked, but this works like 
in a pressure cooker, right? right? So that was kind of like the real test of do these strategies, right? Quote unquote, that I've been using for the last several years, do they actually work in extreme situations of stress? Right. And I felt like they did. And so I felt like that was really my sign to come forward. Like I'd always taught the girls that are on my team. There's a bunch of girls that have interned or been my assistants or whatever. I've always taught them these things. I've always taught my younger sister. I've, I've mentored other women that are now like successful and hire me for gigs, right? Like one of my girls who's like high up at Anheuser Bush, right? But it's like, right. so it, it was about taking, codifying the knowledge that I learned as a performer and how to keep it together and grow my career and, you know, my business as an entrepreneur and teach that, uh, making that teachable. And so I, I hired a business coach in the winter after filming the show to really kind of help me understand the process of doing that and give me some of the tangible tools that she had used to build her program, which was very different. But mine is about mindset, you know, like basically going deep into your subconscious brain, your psyche, under unearthing all these limiting shitty beliefs we all have them rewriting your story, rewriting your affirmations, using your mantras, teaching people when to call in this work, right? And right. then having a morning routine and what I call the manifest mindset tool that we build together. That's a custom note in their phone that they can read in two minutes, you know, or 60 seconds flat, any time that they need to take a pause and reset and realign themselves. I love it. Yeah, that's great. That's really, really inspiring. I love that. I know. So is that like, are you still DJing? Like what, what do you feel? And I, I don't, I always like to put all my eggs into different baskets. Would you yeah. say that most of your eggs are in your mentorship program basket or like, are you still DJing? Like, what are you up to? Yeah. So, so I am DJing and I love DJing, right? DJing is just like a big passion of mine. It always will be. Um, but this business I feel like is super aligned with my purpose. And I think mm. my purpose has shifted from my twenties into my thirties. And I, I know that you're building new things too. So you probably have felt that, right? It went right. from like wine and weed to like products that, you know, <laughs> for the lives of women or what I'd love to ask you this when you come on my show. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think for me now it's where I am in my life. I will always want to DJ. I will always want to pull up to the Hamptons with my fucking yes. and throw a banger for my friends. Like, I, I'm going to hang out. Them. I'm going to hang out with your crew. You guys are invited. I'm okay? hang out you guys crew. and Heather La McDonald. Lala knows, Lala knows that this is my vibe right here. Pulling up in the Hamptons and just going I know. Off. I was like, that's a slippery slope inviting <laughs> us because we will show up. <laughs> we do show up. So like you're invited. Please come. We have room for you. <laughs> Um, no, Wait. like you should, but, but probably leave ocean at home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Mama's night out. I can share this with you guys. I guess this is something, you know, the pandemic has been hard for a lot of people. I know that I'm not the only person who's like feeling this kind of second wave vibe where it's like, things are uncertain again. And we're like, what's going to happen now? Or is Cali is Texas, right? I'm in Florida right now. By choice. I just left yesterday. By, I just left choice. Miami yesterday. What part? Where? Where? I'm, well, I mean, I go between Sarasota and Miami when I'm down Dude, here. I have family. I have family all over Sarasota, Naples, and then obviously every fucking New Yorker that could is in Miami <laughs> but, right. part but time now. I'm born and raised in Miami, and I'm I go to Naples a lot because I'm a big pickleball player, pickleball capital of the world there in oh, Naples. Cool. Yeah, and um, but. We're gonna Wait, be, that's we're, wild. We're gonna be, I have friends in Naples that love pickleball. So they, like, they would know me because we have our own paddle, Lala and I, 
and I'm a huge ambassador to the game. So if they play pickleball and you say my name or you say Lala's name for sure. No way. I want to tell you, we're going to be that we're going to be there for her birthday, September 2nd. So if you're in Florida, link with us because that's the only time Lala's ever going to go out. Yeah. She's never going to go out again. This will be her only night. I, I mean, I'm coming. Uh, I'm, if I'm here, I'm coming. Do it. Do it. At Liv, we're going to live September 2nd. Make sure you're there. Okay. okay. I mean, I can just fly in for the night. Yes. I, go up. I was thinking like Hamptons. We can do a pit stop in Miami and then, and then head fly back. back. I've got the airports <laughs> on lock. I know this whole thing. I'm going to Islet, MacArthur. Like, I've got my, my rotation down. Wow, you got it down. And she I'm knows. a professional, too. I got it down. Because, like, I mean, I never know. And people will be like, yo, can you come DJing in the Hamptons this weekend? And, and you're going to open for Diplo or Nora or whatever. Yeah. It's like, all right, fine. What else am I really doing? <laughs> you know? Right? I'm not doing anything. So Never okay. say no. Wow. You always say yes. Yes. I yeah. love this. Well, you, I usually. Usually. But also, like, you know, it's balancing with that self-care that downtime, that friend time, and like eventually, I'm gonna have to start dating I, you I, guys. I, I, you have it all figured out. Yeah, we we got you. Um, I want to tell you that um, I run the alumni association of my performing arts high school in Miami called the New World School of the Arts, and I definitely want to invite you to speak to the kids at some point, you know, at the school because they would love to I would hear be it. Honored. You're you're phenomenal, and they, they would be totally inspired. And you have so much to bring to the table. And I think these young 18 year old kids, as as they go into their senior year. They're super talented. They all go off to Broadway or Juilliard or, you know, Cooper Union or Pratt, whatever they get, you know, and I think you sharing your story and your journey, I think would be phenomenal. So I would love to invite you at some point this year to come speak to them. Thank you. I'd be honored to do that. So you just let me know what is good and I will be there. Awesome. That's part of my whole mission, right? Is giving back, right? It's like I I did the whole fun, cool thing. I wanted to travel and see the world and meet interesting people and play music and party and have fun. And it's like, that's all great. I'm not going to give all that up, but I really love this point now where it's like, okay, I've codified everything I've learned. Here is how we can actually make this world a little bit of a better place one person at a time. No, I love it. And you know what? You have to, I'm totally into, you have to find something that, that you love. And if you can make money at it, that's even better. But the giving back and, and you, to be a full person, you have to be, you know, thriving in your business. But also yeah. those parts of you where you kind of get back to your center. Yep. Yes. Exactly. I, I love I, it. This is, this is amazing. We're very grateful to have you on because you have so much light, so many amazing things. And I can tell you probably inspire a lot of young people and a lot of young women. So that's awesome. Yes. Thank you for being on our podcast. Thank you for shedding knowledge. And thank you for entertaining me on The Big Shot. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much, guys. You guys are amazing. It's been my pleasure. Thank Thank you, you. my love. Did I not tell you that she was going to be a good guest? I had no idea. By the way, what an inspiration for people. Like so happy and so positive. She reminds me of your assistant. Bubbles. Yeah. No. But no, but you know what I liked about her? Like, forget that the show is so cool, like you say, and I'm now gonna watch it. But I, she just like has so much passion you could see to inspire people, and I love that. Like good energy. Just, good energy. One hundred percent. Great, great guess, great choice. Thank you guys again for listening to another episode of Give Them Lala with Randall, and we will catch you next week. Hi guys, Jeannie from Buffalo. Just wanted to let you know your podcast is amazing. First time listener today and I'm hooked. So you guys are doing a great job. I think you're an amazing couple. Keep rocking it. Biatches. You're awesome. Okay. I'm not on social, so I had to do it old school and call and leave a message. (laughs) 
Love you. Bye. Thank you so much, my loves, to everyone who has already called in to leave us messages. Please keep them coming because we love hearing from you. Call us anytime at 866-LALA-POD. That is 866-LALA-POD. I mother effing love you. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did, and they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was the three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.